Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're concluding our Hark It's Santa adventure. Another huge thanks to Mel and Levon for conspiring to create this system together. As we wind down the year, we're also winding down our 2018 Patreon drive. And heroes, we've made incredible progress. At the time of this recording, we're at $8,090 a month, which means we're just over $400 away from our huge goal of $8,500 a month, which will make the campaign podcast a weekly show again. I think it would be pretty tough to hit it before the end of the year at this point, but I know we'll be able to hit it next year. Thank you all so much for your support and enthusiasm during the drive. I can't wait to keep doing more of what I love next year. And with all of that out of the way, I'll see you in the mid-roll, heroes. I think upon hearing those words, both teens dab themselves protectively. Um, Good form, Boonther! Gunther, straighten those arms! Uh, was this being a creature from the old world? Yes, indeed. That can't be, though. I, just a, It's just a myth, just imaginary. These things are from the old world. I recognize the wood. Wow. Hi, Hawkeye. Dare I say impressed? Thanks, Miss Annis. The- it was nothing personal when I dropped out. There'll be time for that later. The whole colony, though, is is ready for war. Should I at least radio back to them to let them know that maybe not war? No. But like home invasion instead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if this is a creature that invades homes, they should still be on high alert, just in case. But not ready to come out here, weapons ready. Nothing is more sacred than battle. They should always be prepared. Yes, Miss Annis. We must always be prepared to kill our enemies. Now, y- yes, Miss Annis. Bathe in their blood, child. Oh, there's plenty She's of blood like in there. She's like shaking him by the shoulders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want blood, there's plenty of blood in the cockpit already. Then they are wounded. Yes. I think, and this is just a theory. This is a crazy theory, but I think maybe. Whoever or whatever was in this cockpit came out, reanimated one of these wooden creatures, and took to the sky. Solo. That makes no sense. Well, how else is I've heard of could fly through the power of magical, um, um, beasts. But the only magic that exists is that from the Wolf Star. And which is what makes him evil. He's stolen the power of the wolf star. And he must be punished. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, following this conversation, you've, you've done all of the investigation of this site that you can manage right now. And there's not much else you can discern in the dark of night. So, you are going to return to the village. Is there a radio on our sled? I feel like radios are something that you guys would have yeah. around. Yeah, because yeah. they'd be supplies from the ship that could be transported. Then I'm probably going to radio, like, as we get back on the sled to head back, I'm probably going to radio head, just be like, you know, we're uh, still alive. Uh, found some weird stuff, but Miss Annis will have a better explanation of it. It's a little over my head. As you uh, begin to load up into your salamander sled, um... You feel a light sting on your cheek, a completely unfamiliar sensation. When you look up, there's a bunch of white stuff 
in the air. It's not it's not thick, um, but it's it is just something that's starting to fall. It's very strange, especially on this planet, because it's something you've never seen before. I want Miss Annas to roll a comprehend. <laughs> Uh, don't know what it is. That's a six. <laughs> don't know what oh, it that's is. A... So, it... so, so that's I a think that's another to write yeah. something down. It can be anything. Like you can even change stats around. Like, oh, yeah, because that's how Levon normally runs it. Oh, changing stats. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it just um, says you write something on the character sheet. It can be literally anything. You oh. can cross out the name of one of the stats and change it to a different name. So you you, you need give me whole, yeah give me yeah. your whole you could sheet, change so. you could change comprehend to cheer or change numbers or things like that mm-hmm. <laughs> changing like what is your fondest holiday memory to your what is your worst holiday memory <laughs> what did I call you earlier was it HH or or double H HH okay H-H. cool I, th- I was trying to make I was like double H could be interpreted wrong so I, I like HH why. yeah HH <laughs> so I seem like you're probably more around my age mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think given like the nature of the work we do, we're actually like friends. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so you don't know what's happening right now. All you know is that there are little flecks of white beginning to fall out of the sky. Miss Annis is just like smiling and like sort of laughing and like touching them up in the like like grabbing them out of the air which is probably a very strange sight <laughs> miss annis <laughs> is she lost in the revels of war it's lovely isn't it hmm. is this a sign of the end times a prelude to violence perhaps oh no it's it's so nice <laughs> miss annis must be very ill <laughs> what is boonther doing in this moment boonther is like cowering next to the sled right now cuz None of you know what this is, and everyone's panicking, and Miss Annis is losing her mind. <laughs> is, is, is Boother in a perpetual dab right now? Yes. She, he's dabbing into this, this sleigh and, like, trying to hide underneath it. He's pulled a McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he's doing a griffin. <laughs> trying to wave it away, just side to side, trying to wave the, <laughs> the falling substance away from him. Try to catch it with your tongue. <laughs> I don't want to ingest this. It feels... Well, as it, it lands, I feel like I'm getting wet. It's like a cursed rain. Y- yeah. It's it like, is like a rain, brother. It's like a light drowning. We should go. We should get back to the village. If this is another drowning. We need to we take need- cover in the ship. Yes. Everyone loads onto the sled, and it takes uh, Grunther and Boonther to... Uh, and... Wunther to grab Miss Annis and pull her onto the sled. Probably like a very gentle, like, come on, Miss Annis, like, we're never going to do anything aggressive do a little, to you. A lift up and just set her on top of the sled. Um, and honestly, Boonther and Grunther kind of use Miss Annis and put her at the front of the sled right now as to, yep. to kind of block this weird stuff that's falling because she's just reveling in it. For some reason, my heart is well. My heart will go on. It's just blaring in my head right now. <laughs> yes. The 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 bad recorder remix version. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um. Th- so you you start the sled. You slide on the initial line of slime on the ground and begin t- your trek back towards town. But mm-hmm. as the substance continues to fall from the sky, 
you start to feel a little worn down. As these flurries get thicker and falling more steadily, you're you're feeling emotionally worn down. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to the nature of snow versus our, our hot desert planet. Mm-hmm. Is it still hot and yet the snow is coming down heavily? Yes. Or is it getting cold? So it's it's getting it's a little bit cooler. Okay. It's progressively getting cooler. Okay, because the effect of it being still really hot and all the snow coming down is even more frightening. <laughs> so I thought I'd ask. But yeah, it's it's not a fast chill, but it is adding a chill to the air. Okay. It's like if we were suddenly plugged in a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And the refrigerator is starting to get cold. Yeah. It's like being in Arizona and everyone there is like, oh, it's so cold at 70 degrees. <laughs> While you're on the sled, you're all getting, like like I said, a little emotionally worn down. Yeah, we're getting hit with that sad Charlie Brown Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Even the dogs are looking a little worn down. When they were they were so enthusiastic and you honestly haven't run that far they're kind of slowing down. Their ears are drooping a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna yell forward to the salad dogs. Never gonna call them the dogamanders. Mm-hmm. The dogamanders. Mm-hmm. The salad dogamanders, and uh, try and like do like kind of mu- like encourage them to mush, but also encourage them to like pick up, pick up speed. They they pick up a little bit, but you can tell there's definitely something wrong right now. Okay, I need every single person to roll. A survive. Boy. What happens if you match your number? I think she should Success. get to write something anyway. You think I should? Because okay. I've been thinking about the mechanics of this system, and it's possible for you to roll a six, which means nothing will ever happen to you if one of your stats are a six. So right. I think you should get to write something. If you match. Okay. But it's also successful. I agree. I am super successful with a one. Um... Was yeah. Miss Anna successful? So my my stats are three and I rolled a two. So yes. Yeah, so you're, you're okay, it's, it's under. Okay. I matched my stat. Okay. So All right. So everyone rolled. I wrote things down on two players' sheets. We have three survivors. Three of you survived that particular interaction. Oh, did I die? No. <laughs> I wrote something on your sheet. But we have three people that man- are now managing to resist... Uh, the sadness that is pouring down from the sky. So it was my brother that did not succeed. Correct. Yes, I did not succeed. So what about, I, I also, should assume, Boonther in that same case, the twins have not succeeded? Correct. Oh, no. They're the same boy. They are now cowering on the bottom of the sleigh. Dabbing so sadly. You can see Just I'm dabbing tears away. God damn it. God damn it. Yes. Yes. Feel it. <laughs> <sighs> if oh, no. Mel could quit, she would. Oh, boy. There's so <laughs> many things to quit in so little time. <laughs> so the, the sleigh continues to barrel through the snow. Wunther, you, be, having uh, surmounted that challenge, you also know exactly how to motivate your salamanders. What do you say or do that gets them back into the groove of running? How do you deal with a sad dog? Or a sad salamander. Or a sad dogamander? Yeah. Is that what we're calling them? I can't remember. Yeah. Saladog. Saladog. We'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. We'll fix it in post. The dogging. <laughs> Come on. You boys you know you can do this. You've got this. When we get back, treats for all of you. Just just keep on moving. You got this. No, no, in the back. You got this. 
in the back. You you got this. Come on, we've all got this. All their Who's ears. Who's a good boy? All their ears perk up when you say treat. <laughs> treat. Are they there? Yeah. Uh huh. Treat. Great. Our in-studio dog is also getting perked up at the sound of treat. <laughs> Oliver's fascinated by what's happening. Uh, the dogs perk up and they begin to run harder than than they ran when you were headed out to the wreck. And you blow through the the flurries that are falling around you. Good salad dogs. While we're while we're on the stretch of the journey, Hollyhock just goes. You three are brothers, right? Really tight. Yeah. Yes. Just just hold on to each other, and just love each other, cause you never you never know what's gonna happen out there. You just never know. What do you mean? All right. I guess. Love each other. <laughs> she goes quiet. <laughs> probably, uh, probably don't even have a chance to really look back. I have to do. I have to do the steering. Yeah, no, you're good. So, so you you ride forward. You ride up the plateau, and the as you get closer to town, the snow is getting thicker. But everyone in town is still outside, ready for war. What are you fools doing outside? They all uh, like look at each other. Oh, Miss Miss Annis, you said war. We we got all of our weapons and and put put armor on. Oh, yeah, we were getting ready for war. The war has been postponed until further notice. Aww. Aww. We I, all got to get to the ship. I broke my favorite bottle. I put on my war dress and everything. Good. Be prepared always. Well, can we? It's real late. Are we allowed to sleep, or do we have to be vigilant? I will allow some of you to sleep, but those oh. who are truly devoted should remain vigilant. Um, Miss Miss Annis was saying there's a concern. Uh, there could be a home invader. Oh. So we we all y'all should listen to Miss Annis. She knows what she's talking about. Oh, but by all means, if you want to sleep, please. Far be it for me to stop you. Uh, Miss Miss Annis, can I interject with a suggestion? I I thought we talked about going to the ship because this could be like the drowning, but with thicker water. Oh yeah, what's this weird dust? Yes, there may be a thick drowning. <laughs> Is that with one C or two C's? Three C's. <laughs> Extra thick. <laughs> Okay, so, God, I, I just feel like shit. Should we go to the ship? I don't, I don't. Yes, we will sta- follow standard drowning protocol. Miss Annis, right. I'm feeling unmotivated because of a great sadness that rests inside me. <laughs> Miss Annis will just like slowly like raise her switch and like look at him. <laughs> I don't even think the threat of the switch is able to break the hold of this sadness that that's gripping uh, young Grunther. I think uh, Wunther will walk up to his younger brother and see maybe both brothers mm-hmm. looking sad and be like, Grunther, Boonther, what's the matter? I feel so alone. I'm surrounded by all of these people whom I love. But none of that love is warming my heart. I think Wunther kind of looks at him confused and then brings both brothers in for a hug. 
I need you to roll Murph. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 What? Oh, no, I failed. <gasps> you failed Murph. Well, my highest stat's a four, so. Mm-mm-mm. You really did roll average. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I rolled I, I, average except for once. I like one, four, two, oh, threes, no, and I one, mean, two. So you, you rolled four? I rolled a five. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. The planet of brotherly love? I don't know. <laughs> yes, we've come to the planet Philadelphia. <laughs> with, oh, God. With our family of Moonther, Foother, Boonther, Schwoonther, Zoonther, Groonther, and Woonther. <laughs> okay, so I, I think that you scoop up your brother's throw them over your shoulder and walk their sad sacks onto the ship. <laughs> um, there's there's really nothing in your heart you can say right now except to show your love and concern by carrying them. And they just hang there limply, solemnly dabbing their just tears away. While yeah. they're being in like a fireman carry. Just Probably like a moment where it's like, okay, over. stop dabbing for a second. I- Throwing me off ba- balance. Please. Please stop dabbing. Booth or you. Groot or you. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> Still too drunk. Everyone loads onto the ship. And uh, after everyone gets settled in and, and some of them fall asleep while others guard the door to the ship. <laughs> and... Uh, I th- I think Miss Anna starts out guarding mm. and then passes out in a chair. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like a rock, the only rocking chair on the ship. Absolutely, is Miss Anna's chair. When she sleeps, it's always like it's like that half eyelid close. Where you're oh like, yeah, you pretty sure she's asleep. You can't tell if she's actually asleep, but you've got that switch across your neck, and iron grip. Which she like so flings occasionally. In somehow, sleep. yeah, somehow in your sleep, you still pat it in your hand. I don't think there is a cult leader. I think <laughs> that cult leader has been dead for years and Miss Annis leads a cult now. You're not worthy to look on him. <laughs> have a psycho moment. In the conclusion, it's Miss Annis dressed up as the cult leader. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, morning rolls around. I think everyone's slept in shifts so that there's always someone on guard. Um... I would have spent the night investigating the computers to see if there was anything I could find about what was going on. Mm, so you, you've not slept at all? I slept maybe like an hour. Anxiety sleep. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Too real. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As you open the hatch of the ship to see what's happening outside, you notice that the snow is still falling. There is a light dusting on the ground because... This is such a warm planet. Not a lot of snow stuck overnight, but it has gotten chillier. And you're going to need to gather supplies from the ship to if you if you plan to strike out again. Because this is not the normal hot planet. This isn't like this isn't crop top weather. <laughs> this is like light sweater weather. <laughs> you, I'm so sorry, but you can't wear your crop top. What? You'll get too cold. Oh. You wear all out of pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> but my PSL. <laughs> but this is like primo PSL weather. Levels are so low. Right <laughs> but now. can I at least low. get my Uggs? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Great. 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 
as as the snow is falling, you can see in the distance that it falls in different concentrations as you look at the horizon. In the direction of where the sleigh fell from the sky, it's light snow. It's it's not dense. It's probably about what you encountered last night. Mm-hmm. But if you look further in the distance and off to the east where two out of three suns are rising. There was three, right? Yeah. 14 moons. Okay. Three, three suns, 14 moons. Great. Nice. <clears throat> when When you look off into the distance where two out of three suns are rising, you can see uh, that it's actually becoming harder and harder to see them. You have light coming through, streaming between the flakes, but it's it's hard to consider this sunlight because it, it's just so gray. And there's a, there's a higher concentration of snow in that direction than any other direction you've looked, but it's falling everywhere. There's a storm focused over in the east. I must find out what's happening. Hollyhock is, like, possessed with figuring out what's going on. I feel like it's in a hoodie. Well, I guess it's up to me. (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone else going to go do it? I guess I got to go do it. (laughs) 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 Putting together her, like, wolf pelts and and things. Brother, before I was born, were there ever two drowningings in one year? Well, uh, Moonther and uh, Funther told me that there was one year where there were three. Wow. But it was nothing like this. No thick drowningings. No thick drowningings. What are we to do? Have we angered the wolf spirit? Yes, we have. Oh, She's just suddenly waking up. <laughs> I was here the whole time. <laughs> I like that we had this conversation right in front of a rocking yeah. chair. <laughs> this is a test. We are being tested by the wolf god. How are we to pass it? We have to go where the snow is thickest. What is that word? The thick water. (laughs) What? (laughs) I read it on the computer last night. I'm very tired. Snow. (laughs) It sounds strange in my mouth. Yes. I didn't know what it was, so I figured I might as well call this thick water Sounds that. Sounds more like no as a no, I don't believe that's a thing. Ha <laughs> ha, good one, brother. Ha <laughs> ha. Stop of- that racket! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, Miss Annis. A lot of knowledge has been lost to us over the ages. So we must brave this now. <laughs> yes. To pass the wolf mother's test. I think so. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go check it out, because... There's a lot of people in here, and greater chance one of them's a were-pig, and I gotta go. Well, yes. I mean, like... Her people are predisposed to were-pigs. I, I, I can't. I can't stay in here longer than this. But like, HH, I'm not worried. You'll you always hunt the were-pigs. Like, if one's here, you'll be the, you'll be the one to deal with it. True. Uh, like, <laughs> at least six of the 14 moons should be full tonight. <laughs> Wunther, like, kind of, in a very friendly way, slaps Hollyhock on the shoulder. You got this. Thanks, man. Thanks. I needed that. Yeah. Really All right. So off to the off to the thick watering, thick drowning. Yes, I suppose it is my place as an elder to lead this party once again. And brother, I can't let you go alone. Hey, uh, speaking of which, uh, like I kind of pull off Grunther. I pull Grunther aside. You're, uh, I mean, you're cut. 
You're kind of the smart one of the three of us. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've got more of what you would call, like, common smarts, and you've got more of the book smarts. And uh, I don't know where this came from. And, like, when we're, like, pulled off the side, like, I pull out of, like, my leathers, I pull out a book. Mm. What is on the exterior of the book? Like, what does the book look like? Do you have a vision or do you want me to make something up? If we're going, is it going to be along the nature of the game here? Mm. I think it should be bound in. I almost said skin, and that's not what I meant to say. Uh, it should be bound. No, no. It could be big skin. Wrong holiday. Mm. Um, it is bound in some type of animal skin that we're not familiar with in the real world leather. Um, seasoned. It's, we're familiar with leather. But not like cow leather. No. Mm. We have pig leather. Yeah. Pig leather. Or like. Or like. Uh, what if it's bound in red fur? How about accented with that? So it's like black. It's like like mahogany brown leather with like accented with red fur. Mm. And I was curious what like if there's words or on on the actual book. Okay. Point is, I'm gonna give it to my brother who's smarter than me to like make sense of it. I think it's a it's a story, and it's similar. I don't. I'm going to guess being like the the common smarts. You're not that good at reading. No. Okay. Uh, he's going to hand it to you, and I think you're going to realize... Um, or you want to roll? I've got an idea, yeah. Yeah, all right. Roll for it. All right, so I'll roll my comprehend. I got. I rolled the five. I have a six. Uh, mm. So I look at this and open it to, like, the title page. The Polar Express. Now a major motion picture starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> These are strange words to me, brother. I don't know. I went to I went to sleep and then it was I found it under my pillow. <laughs> it's full of many illustrations and some of them look like Tom Hanks. Who is that? Who's that? <laughs> He's an ancient god, very powerful, loved by many. Do I see this book? Maybe not yet. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I pulled off my brother off to the side. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hearing so, this name, I instantly trust this person. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've never seen the Polar Express, so if there's something you're driving at so with this, Polar you're going to have to... the Polar Express is just a picture book about a train that heads to the North Pole so that people can hang out with Santa. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you driving at anything with this book? or did... No, it's okay. just like... It's just the Christmas making jokes. Story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just checking. But there's probably the, the picture books has like tons of snow in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The pictures have that because it's it's the the train takes them to. These North people Pole. on their strange sled are surrounded by thick water. Snow. <laughs> Is that word in the book? Yes, multiple times. Snow. Yes, I was right. My crazed nighttime ramblings are paying off. That should be a good point moment for Miss Annis. <laughs> What is this nonsense? Miss Annis! He hides the book behind his back. What are you hiding behind your back? Nothing, Miss Annis. <laughs> Enough of this nonsense. We must investigate this. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> I think brotherly moment. Like I take, like you whip your, you whip uh, your back to face me. Yep. I like pluck it out of your hand and then hide <laughs> it behind my back so you can show your hands that there's nothing there. Yeah. Mm. Well. I won't need to check you on through. You are always so dependable. Thank you, Miss Annis. 
So right now, uh, I think you pulled your sled directly into the ship, in, sure. into the belly of the ship, because you don't want your uh, Salen dogs to continue to be susceptible to the flurries of sadness yeah. that you were hit with. Um, but now you're facing... Well, I don't know. Did, did I get hit with those flurries of sadness? I thought I... You I survived. survived. No, yeah. So... The, the dogs... You you all surpassed it. Okay. But you, of course, the continuous worry of caring for something, you don't want it to continue to be yeah, subject yeah. to it. The snow is still falling. So someone needs to find out if it's still filled with sadness or if this is just straight thick water. Well, I guess I'll go check it out since nobody else will. Someone's like, but I just got it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But Holly, I've got it. But, I've got it. But, uh, okay. Shh. I've got it. Oh, oh. It's my one thing. All right. <laughs> Don't take my thing. Sorry. You sure? It gives me purpose in life. Oh, 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 oh okay. Since nobody else will go, I'll go out and take care of yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, you, you, you take care of it. No, no one, no one else. Is, so, she, is she okay? Hollyhock steps outside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she she throws her arms and bears herself to the brunt of Give the snow. Give me the best you got. Nothing happens. I'm cold and wet. <laughs> but I feel fine. Well, then that settles it. We must set out for the good of the colony. We Into go to the war. snow. <laughs> Ow. Wait, is it snow or snow-ow? Snow-ow! I believe is the proper pronunciation. The snow-ow! <laughs> you sound like you're in pain. <laughs> um, so everyone loads up the sled again. More water, more sap. I think this time you choose to load things like uh, pig jerky, and some other various things that, that could provide a lightweight sustenance for mm-hmm. the trip. Um, I tell Boother to stay. Mm, you want him to he, stay back? He, and- he should stay with Moother and Foother. And Zuther. And, and Zuther and Schwunther. Mm-hmm. Maybe go spend some time with Schwunther's family. Okay. Schwunther's. <laughs> yep, Great. Yep. He, he would definitely didn't seem... Uh, Boother didn't seem Masa like he was coming along like... To be proactive, but wanted to be with the brothers, and this time we're like, mm. he just wanted to tag along, be part of the group. We, yeah, we appreciate that. Be a part, but of you're it. the youngest mm-hmm. by five minutes. You, by we need five to. You have to be watched minutes. over. Yep. Okay. He dabs in frustration. Yeah. You you all need to gather some cold weather gear. Can you describe your favorite piece of cold weather gear that you found on the ship? <laughs> so mine is a knit sweater. That says hazy holodabs on it, and it's got some pot leaves and 420s, and <laughs> embroidered into it are the McElroy brothers, like images of the McElroys. <laughs> some truly ancient. Yeah, and it says on the back, happy candle nights 420. <laughs> Great. 420 blazes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with what I was joking about earlier, and I found a pair. Joking of, uh, about? Hell yes! Oh uh, no! <laughs> what I was joking about earlier, and, and I found a pair of Uggs. All right, that fit me just right. Perfect. Uh, I found a uh, bright construction orange uh, snow jumpsuit. Yes, that is like that really like bubbly like down 
kind of texture. Ooh, yeah. It's like like really puffy. So Hollyhock just jumps right into that and she's ready. Perfect. Um, I think there's like a mythical beast called a polar bear um, <laughs> from the uh, old world mm-hmm. um, that passed down through her uh, family. Miss Annis has a um, coat made of its skin. Wow. Oh. Um, does it still have the head? Like, does it flip yeah, yeah, down? It and like, like, head, yeah. So there's, there's like a big gaping maw of a yeah, bear just yeah, above right your on face. Top of her, yeah. So it's pretty much it was like a polar bear rug that they just converted. Right into a, into a fashionable game. I love it. <laughs> all right, so you all pile in. That's probably frightening to all of us because we've never seen Absolutely. anything like it. And with how ancient it is, is it like decomposed further than it, it probably look should be? Ooh, there's like patches of fur missing. It's yeah. like a thousand years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the marble eyes it's someone more put of a in are gone. Than anything. Yeah, you could definitely see the skull through the. <laughs> like, it definitely like face. smells a little bit too. It's like oh not, boy, it's not great. So y'all pile into the sled and smear a little slime on the floor and break out and, and start to roll out of the ship. Mm-hmm. And you head due east. As you travel, uh, the snow begins to get thicker. The bells on your sled drown out any other noise around you. You're just you're in a pristine white veil riding through and it's it's actually kind of nice it's so quiet and peaceful just I, like how they would be before war mm-hmm. uh i need miss annis to roll mirth oh god mirth miss annis has oh, no. mirth too oh my god <laughs> oh, i guess we all have mirth um i have a four and i rolled a three okay you're good why do you think everyone uh, listens to her? Hollyhock, please roll mirth. Haha! I rolled a one. Ooh! Please roll for me. Roll a two out of four. Wow. Roll the four out of five. Everyone passed the Wow! Good thing okay. Boozer didn't come along. <laughs> That's my lowest stat. <laughs> the dogs start to slow down. And when the sled finally comes to a stop, Wuther, you're going to step off mm-hmm. and walk around and say, "What's going on? What like what's what's happened, boys?" Hey guys, what's going on? Huh? Uh, huh? Treat? Huh? The dogs are look kind of woozy momentarily. They're a little shaky, and suddenly all of their eyes kind of snap up, look directly at you. And they're all glowing red. What are you did to teach these beasts some discipline? Um, boys, are we are we doing okay? They all just lay down. Oh, hmm. Who of the three seem like they know animals the best? Out of everyone else? Yeah, everyone else. Hollyhock. Hey, uh, HH. What's going on there, Wooth? <laughs> good, good. Could, could you come here for a second? Uh, something doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you. Looks like no one else is going to do it. <laughs> I kind of want to roll comprehend to see if I heard him say that. <laughs> I totally heard him say that. Perfect. Now you get it. <laughs> 
She continues on. <laughs> uh, so, AHH, uh, you ever seen the salad dogs do that before? I point, like, gesture as they look up with glowing red eyes, was it? Mm-hmm. And they're laying down. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we haven't been running that long. They should just keep running. No, I'm talking about the eyes. The oh. eyes are kind of a... Yeah, no, That's I've, new. I've, uh, I've, I've never seen that before. I want you both to roll a comprehend. Ooh. Oh, Fail. Give me a second. Is that, is that a six as well? Yeah. High five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a good, bad roll. Worst roll. Um, gosh, now I have to think of two things to write. <laughs> it's like how awkward it is with us two, like, just sitting on the slide together. <laughs> just like, in All bundled up as the <laughs> snow is falling. In oh, your stupid Christmas sweater and, and her, like, polar bear. <laughs> my Christmas cape. sweater does light up. <laughs> It hurts my eyes. Turn it off. I can't. <laughs> it's powered by my body heat. Oh, no. I'm glad it's the two of us who failed that. We got the exact same roll, too, we- which is best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair, I only had a one in six chance of, like, not having to hand over my sheet. What's what's that stat at? Two. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I've got really good stats for the most part, except for my survive, which is at two. Mm-hmm. My survive is the highest. And that's why we got to leave it up to you. Yep. That's why I got to do everything. Mm-hmm. Guess I got to do it. I like this idea that like everyone on the ship is just kind of accepted you're going to do that no matter what. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, Hollyhock, you, you you go do it. Yep. Someone keep an eye on her just in case. Like, she's not necessarily the best at it. She'll just be the first one to go out and do it. You're kind of the canary in, in the coal mine sometimes. <laughs> yes. So so in your investigation, you, you lean down to your favorite dog. What's your favorite dog's name? I think my favorite my favorite solid dog's name is Shriek. Okay. Most, and it's an ironic name because that's actually been is the quietest of all my dogs. You lean down to Shriek and take his slimy little face in your hands. Come on, buddy. What, what's wrong? You can see in his eyes that he's not actually entirely here right now. It looks like something's stolen his consciousness. I feel like I probably like shake my I shake my solid dog lightly because I realize like they're not there. They're probably looking past me, not at me when I'm interacting with it. Does that do anything? Not at first. It seems like you need to reach deeper for this to be effective. Well, I feel like uh, what it looks like because. I think Wunther has a little bit of that, like, uh, we'll just call it toxic masculinity, because uh, <laughs> let's let's call it what it is, uh, where, like, he seems, like, I see HH is watching this, in witnessing him start to get panicked, um, and it should seem more distressed, but it's like anger on his face, and he doesn't really shake the dog, but he's getting more and more frantic about the situation, um, and at one point, like, gestures to Hollyhock. And like back, but like words aren't there. He's like, uh, but like, didn't need not, n- but, 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 <laughs> but, uh. I think it'll be okay. <laughs> but, 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 it, but it's not like sh- shriek. I like, uh, <laughs> Winther like claps in front of shriek's face and like waves a hand and like 
gestures up at Hollyhock. I'd say like Wunther is on his like on his knees in front of the dog, and like very panically, he doesn't want to let Hollyhock see that he's about to start crying mm-hmm. because he doesn't cry. Uh, but like this is his dog, his salad dog, and like he, I'd say like like kind of leans forward and hugs like shriek really tightly. It's like around the collarbone, so it's not like a whoops, I've strangled my dog. But no he is very <laughs> yeah, like, oh, very God, upset by the situation. Hey, hey bud, I think you'll be okay if we figure out what's going on. Wuther's hug closes tightly around the shoulders of his precious pup. And he buries his head into the warm neck of the and salad slime. dog and slime into the slime warm slime because who hasn't gotten dog slime in their eyes before let's be honest yeah uh and no he uses that gesture to cover up the fact that there are genuinely tears streaming from his eyes and as those tears flow and the salt in those tears begin to sting the dog because it's a sal- it, they're slimy, and slimy things are hurt by salt, which... Okay, cool. Sure. Like, yeah, like yeah. snails. They dry yeah. up when you hit them with salt. Snailamanders. Yeah, snailamanders. Anyways. Snailamandogs. The, the, the dog feels that, and it, it awakens its base instincts, and then bring it closer to the surface than it's been since this situation started. And... You you feel the warmth of the dog, pull him closer, and the dog starts to snap out of it. It kind of jerks up, looks around, looks real thrown off, but its eyes are back to normal. Quick, brother, give meaningful emotional hugs to all the dogs. <laughs> you can do it, Ruth. I, I think um, Shriek starts to help. Shriek pulls in its harness and turns to its harness mate, next to him and starts licking and nuzzling and the, we the spend the mate. next couple of minutes just hugging dogs yes yeah a whole scene of hugging dogs Miss will not be hugging and I'm dogs. totally come on everyone not crying just there's a lot of slime on my face exactly totally what the situation is Hollyhock you saw me cry legitimately mm-hmm. you saw me cry oh absolutely and I think this adds a little bit of extra mirth to all of your hearts mm-hmm. in, in such a a sad situation and such a desperate feeling it was resolved with love once all the dogs have snapped back to it and you're all feeling fortified by such a loving moment you snap the reins and the dogs start again and you forge forward into the snow they're gonna get so many treats you did it bud what's that in the distance Looming through the thick snow. Or snow. <laughs> thick, thick rain. Thick thick wet. drowning. The thick wet. <laughs> there, There is indeed a building in the distance, but in the deepest part of the snow ahead. We're approaching the enemy compound. Prepare yourselves. We will spill blood this day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think if anything we've learned, we've learned we have to embrace the tenderness inside to move forward on this journey. 
I'm proud of you, Boonther. I'm more proud of you now than I've ever been before. Thanks. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about, but thanks. I got you, bud. I got you. As you pull up closer to the workshop or, or the building that you see up ahead of you, you can only assume that this has something to do with Santa, being in the center of what can only be described as a snowstorm. I mean, has we do can't assume that. Yeah, we don't know anything about Santa. It's as a very, very it's a thick building. drowning. <laughs> Not that it's a workshop, but that it's something to do with Santa because it's at the center of this storm. No, no, no. The we don't know what we Santa, don't know what is, Santa thing. is. You just read a book about it. Oh, oh we have read. Oh, so that's right. I'm still deciphering the Polar Express. Okay. I it is. I, I, I let me rewind. It. Yeah, it might be. A yeah, sim- and you you mentioned a mythical Santa. Uh, yeah. How about this? So you know the name. While we were dealing with the dog situation, yeah. Miss Annis. And Grunther could have been like deciphering, deciphering, the- okay. comparing notes, being like, "Ah, it's not Santa. <laughs> Santa, look at this tall patriarch dressed in red. Yes, our enemy. Very good. He has now, come to meet the Ultra Slay. Once we've deciphered all the knowledge from this book, it must be burned. Uh, tell me, Miss Annis, why uh, do the children look so happy to see the the red patriarch?" The Santa. It must be some sort of enchantment, some sort of hysteria. Or I see. it could be perhaps he's brought them something called a present. What is a present? Sort of like if you were to want something. Yes. And I was to know you wanted that thing. Mm-hmm. I would hide it from you and then take it to you and surprise you with it. Like a like an ambush. Like an ambush with kindness. <laughs> an ambush of kindness. <laughs> an act of war. Truly this Santa is very dangerous. He will be punished, and this book will be burned. <laughs> uh. he, he dabs himself protectively again to ward off evil spirits. <laughs> so you this is a conversation that happens during the ride, I assume. Up, sure, yeah. Up to, up yeah. to this building. We were thinking part of it probably was like while we were working with the dogs. Oh, sure. And the then dogs. that like that end part could be like as we're on the way there. So like AJ and I are like, wait, what? <laughs> who, Great. Who? Santa. War, war presents? The red patriarch of the north of the old world. <laughs> oh. He would find your desires and place them in boxes. But he's supposed... That, that's just imaginary. Right, right? I suppose we'll find out. Hey, heroes, and welcome to the one-shot mid-roll. I really, really hope you enjoyed the buck-wild story that we put together for this. I had a lot of fun editing it. Just so you know, we've got something really special prepared for January. I've been keeping pretty silent about it over the last couple weeks because I wanted to make sure we had all of our ducks in a row. And while not everything is totally planned out for it, I think it's going to be incredible. Look forward to a super exciting announcement about programming on OneShot for 2019 next week. Before I return you to this episode, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. 
Luke Punquility Elias, thank you so much. Luke, you are always such a pleasure in all of our streams, and I love getting to see you at all the conventions we cross paths. I, Miller, thank you so much, I. In addition to being a dear friend, I is a queer historian who occasionally does some rad streams that you should check out. Lon Niedermayer, thank you very much. David Daniel Bratton, thank you. Benjamin Weiner, thank you so much. Sebastian Rieger, thank you. Jordan Hart, thank you so much. And Dan Gurka, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. I can't tell you what your support means, and it allows us to produce all of the wonderful programming that we do here on OneShot. I'm very happy to announce that those last couple names mark the end of the list that I believe we downloaded. It looks like June of 2018, which means if you backed between June and now, we're going to be starting a new list very soon where we read your names. So folks who have been hanging loose in the end of the list, wondering when their names would get read, that is coming up soon. If you backed before June of 2018, be sure to send us a message on Patreon letting us know that we somehow missed your name. I'll be adding any names that we missed reading to that list. And for those who might be further confused, the one-shot Patreon thank yous have never completed a full cycle, meaning all the names that we've read theoretically should have been new. Now, we didn't always have the best tools in order to assess when people had backed and read a complete list, which is why you've heard a couple of repeats. But with our new system, I don't think we're going to be running into any repeats, which is very, very exciting because it means all names will get read. So if you want to back on Patreon for the glory of hearing your name on air, now is an extremely good time to do it. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. As you ride up to this building, you see as you get closer that it is covered in what you probably don't recognize as candy. It's just a, a joyful, it, it looks like candy, but it's not melting. Um, this is the strangest wood I've ever seen. <laughs> Do the salad dogs end up like trying to go for it? Because they probably smell it. The snow is too thick. Okay. Is it hard candy or like gummies or a variety? Hard candy. Like it's hard- a shitload of candy cane. These look like colored bones. The bones of the Santa's enemies, no doubt. We must be careful. He uses bones as decoration. As the sleigh pulls up and you pull to a stop a short distance from the building and what you can only assume is the front door. The snow around you slows momentarily. Suddenly, a twig kind of shoots up from the ground, grabs onto the ground as if something was climbing upwards. Another twig shoots up and starts climbing up onto the ground, and something begins to rise from the snow. I pull out a very long spike. (laughs) Uh, Very long, we're talking the the thorn, the gigantic, the the Mm -hmm. mega cacti. The super cactuses have learned to walk like men. Run for your lives. There is one very large thorn right in the front of what you can only assume is a face because a gigantic creature made of snow is climbing up from the ground and rising. There are about 
five of them climbing up from the ground. It's a snow person. I think out of panic and because my brother is here, I'm going to swing at one with uh, the mega thorn. With your, you have a, okay, the mega thorn from a, a large cactus? Yeah, from a large cactus. Okay. I'm going to swing at one of them. Okay. Roll a survive for me. Oh, no, sorry. A sail. Same stat. Hey, that's a one you out of three. It. Great. With the the panic rising in you and all of the um, adrenaline running through your body right now, you take one solid swing at its head and you manage to gash a large amount of snow and take off the whole face. The head is still kind of there, but there's no f- like face anymore. And some snow kind of gathers back in and you see frowny eyes staring back at you. <laughs> Interlopers of the false god, why have you come here? <laughs> All you hear is a low, <sighs> We do not speak your tongue. The only language we choose to speak to you is Vor. The, the snowman just advance. <laughs> I'm going to go for one. Okay. Yeah. How many are there? Five. Okay. Prepare for battle. Prepare for battle. <laughs> uh, my assail is six, and I rolled a four. What? Perfect. <laughs> uh, Your assail is what? <laughs> you you take your birch switch, and you just start, you, you approach the closest snowman, and you start to swing it back side to side to side to side, and just slap the living Death shit. Death to the false god! Death to the and you just you destroy it down to the ground you've broken it apart into pieces and it's collapsed i'll, I'll hold up the thing that was serving as, as its nose mm. to the rest of them as like a warning perfect <laughs> perfect they they seem unfazed and determined in their movement though uh group there uh, um seeing the success that miss annis has is, is sort of emboldened and he, he's gonna charge into battle afterwards i'm gonna roll a sail I rolled a six. My sale is four. <laughs> You're about to trigger my ability of brotherly concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I charged into battle and like struck one of them with my uh, club covered in broken glass. And it just sort of like thunked very hard into like hard packed snow. And I try and pull it free, but the snow is already enclosed around it. And now I'm being surrounded by snowmen. I'm sorry, snow men. And I just like curl up in the fetal position and start to scream. Seeing uh, the pack of snowmen surrounds Grunther, Hollyhock takes out her two uh, 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 cactus needle pickaxes that she uses for climbing and decides to start hacking away at as many as she can, running in a circle around them so she can get as many as possible to leave Grunther alone. We'll see if this works. Heck yeah, it does. Two out of four. You successfully ward them off, and they find a new target. Me and HH or me? You. Oh, no, that's fine, because I'm about to make myself a target. Mm -hmm. With Grunther on the ground, panicked and... uh, more or less, you said screaming. Yep. I think Wunther, this is kind of a hindbrain moment, uh, where Wunther just kind of throws himself at one of the, this now man. It, we're, we're kind of leaving some logic behind at this point. Tie out of three. Okay. Which is a success, I, I, think, I just don't know if you want to write anything or not. I don't, but I do want to, I, I want you to 
you're you're throwing yourself bodily at the snowman. Oh yeah. I think the snowman kind of catches you and pulls you into the snow of its body and it stands there looking triumphant and then it has a worried look. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, that doesn't feel. Nope, that's not good." And suddenly Wunther bursts forth out of the center of this snowman, shattering every piece of it to the ground and has a absolutely terrifying look on his face as he looks for his next target. I think seeing all of this horror and still being surrounded by snow, Grunther is like completely irrational, like backing up and away. And he reaches the door uh, to this place that we've arrived at. And he unthinkingly just opens it and runs inside as quickly as possible. Okay. Hollyhock would have finished uh, pickaxing whatever snowman she was working on from her previous attack. And um, should I roll something to see if I notice Grunther going into the building? I think you're in the zone. I don't think anyone notices him okay. crawling in. Okay. Um, every, everybody's, you're still hacking away at the snowman you already killed because fuck these things. <laughs> and then uh, you, you're you just, you're surrounded. You've surrounded yourself with snowmen and you, you've got one of them on the ropes and mm-hmm. it's almost down. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to roll a sail again to figure out how many others you can take down while you're in this insanity. I tied with my sail stat. Okay. I think that you successfully distract them and draw them back to you. Mm-hmm. I think we're down to two then. Yes. Three, and I have a six. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Just like screaming. The, the squeals of Grunther and the the hacking noises from Hollyhock uh, draw your attention back to the group and you see them advancing on Hollyhock. Mm. And despite... Uh, Hollyhock not being your favorite student, you don't like to see any former students in danger. We're called above all else. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So you advance on the snowman. How do you take out the next snowman? I'm going to use a combination of one of their noses and my birch to just like sort of jump down on top of the thing and just like mash its head down and just like down through the snow. Perfect. Just like ripping things out. The just like screaming. Vicious. <laughs> the the final snowman standing uh looks at the situation and you hear kind of a low and it starts to look desperate. It picks up the noses and limbs of its fallen <laughs> comrades. And begins to swing them wildly. I'm, I'm gonna yell. <laughs> Go back to your Santa! Tell him war has come for him! Who wants to take out the last snowman? I think it's gonna probably be me and my how dare you harm my brother rage. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, I'll probably, we'll see how this actually goes. Oh, that's a one. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you walk up and you just punch the head right off of this snowman and you punch and punch and chunks of snow go flying. And finally, the last snowman has fallen. Can I, can I finish it off with a, a swift kick in the face for my lovely Uggs? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just want to make sure we call back nice, to those. Nice drop kick yeah. with the Uggs. And like there's a there's like in the middle of it as snow is flying the the sunlight frames you perfectly and you just 
You look amazing. Yes. You look amazing, sweetie. Yes. <laughs> While you're all taking a breath, you realize that not everyone is there. Oh, I'm plugging my... Where's my brother? We cut to inside the workshop. <laughs> you are in a main room where there are many tables and tools lining the walls. And towards the back of the room, there is a door and it is ajar. Beyond that door, all you can see is the flicker of a fireplace. I think um, it takes a little bit for the panic of being surrounded by this substance that I'm now terrified of, like <laughs> mortally terrified of. That's got to die down for a little bit. And I sort of come to uh, in this place. It it feels warm and the air smells faintly of nutmeg and cinnamon. Uh, and he looks around um, and he recognizes, I think, this place as a tool, like some some place that's full of tools. Like, like he's, a craft shop? He's a whittler. So he, he recognizes many of these tools, even if the substance and wood that they're made out of is unfamiliar to him. He's just sort of like cautiously looking around at this alien place that is so familiar and not familiar at the same time. It's familiar, but, but not, not too, too familiar. familiar. <laughs> no sounds but the crackle of fire reach your ears. Do you want to advance or do you want to find your compatriots? I don't think he's like thinking that strategically to find his compatriots. I think like he'll grab some tools that are familiar to him and then cautiously approach that open door. Okay. Did you leave the front door of the workshop open? I probably closed it right behind me. Oof. Okay. It's, it's not locked or anything. No, no, think. it's not locked. No. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> um, so you're, you're tiptoeing towards yeah. the open door. And when you peek through, you can see about half the fireplace is in your field of vision. Um, there's a rug on the ground. There's a tree in the corner. But... That's about as much of the room as you can see. Okay. Um, I mean, not seeing anyone, I think he's going to, like, walk into the room. Just going to walk right in. Yeah, going to walk right in. Okay. And if there happens to be a, a small table with uh, milk and cookies out, he is definitely going to have some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has he ever seen milk or cookies before? No, but he gets a general idea. There's a plate. There's a glass. It was probably covered in it the book. It was in the book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, he saw pictures of rosy-cheeked children, like, chomping down on some cooks. So <laughs> he's like, I want to try that. Um, so so you step into the room further. You, you fully step in. You only push the door just a little bit wider open to fit yourself through. Mm -hmm. And as you look around the room, you see a few chairs around the fire. One faces away from you. But in front of that chair, there is a table with cookies and milk. 
Yeah, he's going to go up and he's going to mouth down on some cookies as, for sure. As you uh, gingerly walk up to this table, you scope the room a little bit more. Yeah, you, sure. You, you see it's a very cozy home. This is like a very cozy living room of a home. So this is how the enemy lives. And there are <laughs> shelves along the walls that hold various toys. Not a cactus in sight. No, no cactuses. None at all. In fact, the the tree looks so strange to you that you pause to look at it because you've never seen a tree like this before. Yeah. Covered in lights that dazzle your eyes. You can feel the warmth calling from the fireplace ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he, like, wants to melt the snow off of him, so... He's going to, like, have this cookie clutched in his hand, looking around wide-eyed at all of the strange wonders uh, that have come from across the stars. While you're looking at everything in the room, the one thing that escapes you at the moment is the thing you haven't turned around to face yet. Of course. (laughs) The chair that was facing away from you, you hear a soft, ho, ho. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, and I think he freezes at that. (laughs) We go back to everyone outside. Yes. Where's my brother? Uh, Perhaps he was eaten. Hold on. uh, Let me see if we can find his footprints. I know there's a lot of snow, but snow. There's a lot of snow. Uh, I want to look for his footprints. Happy drowning. Okay. Okay. Give me a comprehend. Oh, great. Uh, one out of four. There is indeed still some uh, a, a divot uh, that looks like someone scrambling towards the front door of the house. Oh, he ran inside by himself, that idiot. I'm the only one who's allowed to do that. Take out my ice picks, make sure they're at the ready. I'm going in after him. Who's coming with me? Yeah, I think we're all going to go. Y- yeah, that's, yeah, that's my brother. All right, well, let's do it then. <laughs> Charge in the door. Do you, like, kick open the door that's yeah, already open? Absolutely. Well, it's not open anymore. It got you closed. just kick the door. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. be great. You just kick the door anyway. You, you break the latch off completely. Yeah, I, like, whack off the latch and, like, kick the door down. And and as Wuther walks in, he grabs the door handle. He's like, oh, it was, it was open. <laughs> you you, you could have, you know what? It's fine. You, you, you got I this all I did your- what I had to do. <laughs> to- totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Luther shoots a small look over to, uh, to Miss Annis. Like, to- totally. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll stick my... I'll, I'll go... I'll, I'll, leave the- well, I'll go in the room. I'm gonna call out to Santa. Uh, as you step in, as you open your mouth to speak, you hear a squeal from Grunther, from from the room ahead of you. I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> I go running in after my my. Oh yeah, I'm I'm right right. We're rushing in. Fools. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Santa is reaching out. He's he's still seated in a chair, facing away from you. So you don't see him right now. But what you do see is Grunther shrinking away back towards the fire and a hand reaching out towards him. Uh, the big mittened glove. A big mitteny hand. Grunther, run! I'm Kant. I'm paralyzed in his gaze. 
Santa hears the other voices in the room and freezes. His hand withdraws as he sits back up straight and begins to stand from his chair and turns to the rest of you. A large man who stands taller than any of you stands before you, dressed completely in red with white trim. His face looks kind but old. His mannerism currently blank. His eyes are glowing red. There's a small frown curling his brow as he looks at all of you and waits for your reaction. Oh my, I didn't think you'd be so tall. <laughs> this is Miss Anna's fanning herself. Uh, that's quite a beard. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> This is this is that that red patriarch from your book. Yes, of course. Interloper, why have you come here? Uh Santa looks confused momentarily and then grimaces and grips his head and tries to shake it, but he he closes his eyes and when he opens them, they're even redder, just glowing. And he it it looks like he's struggling with something. He looks down next to the fire and sees a fire poker and picks it up. Whoa! Wunther! It's like your dogs! Cry on it, Wunther! You said you wouldn't say anything! We all saw it! Use your fragile masculinity and cry on it! (laughs) Oh, I'm a headache. (laughs) <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, I don't know right now if he has the frag the fragile part of his masculinity ready to cry. Uh, I think that's like a mirth roll. I do you, yes. Uh, do you do you want to approach Santa and roll mirth, or do you think you buckle under the pressure of the moment? Um. God, I think it's like a, I'm probably not going to try and cry at him, but it's like the, all right, let's just, uh, let's all be calm here. All right, let's uh, not do anything rash. We could be friends here. All right. Especially, let's not be rash towards my brother. All right. So it's like trying to at least be nicer. Mm -hmm. Because right now, like, I perceive him as being a threat to my brother. Absolutely. So, Mirth. Yeah, let's roll some mirth. One out of four. Beautiful. Santa grimaces again. The hand holding the poker is still firm, but the other one goes to his temple. He's in pain. Can I roll a comprehend? Yeah. Uh, to like, I've been in this room. I've I've seen things around. Does anything look strange or out of place? I and I, I can roll this comprehend to see. If roll it's roll the comprehend. And- all right, I did roll a one, and I do have a six. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's a super comfort. You you have a lot of moment. when when you can find a calm moment. Mm-hmm. You are whip smart. You you look switch smart. Switch <laughs> smart. <laughs> switch smart. And you you realize this is a lot like what happened with the dogs. They they stopped moving, and it wasn't at their own behest. So you're starting to think that. Something in this room might be controlling Santa. 
I think... I think our foe might be under the sway of a yet greater threat. Is there something we could do to bring him back? Uh, uh, the, the, that, that liquid and that food, wasn't that an offering to that great patriarch in the book? Yes, definitely. And nobody had any. Can we offer, what if, what if, (laughs) what if he eats some? Will that snap him out of it? We might have to force feed him. I would recommend that we just start wrecking up the rest of the room, trying to break whatever thing might be controlling him. Does anything else in the room glow red, or is it just his eyes? Nothing else glows red. Roll a comprehend for me. Oh, didn't get it. Didn't get it. <laughs> didn't All get right. It. <laughs> oh, that's a big didn't get it. <laughs> big didn't get it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned nothing? Santa always has his slaves. Where are Santa's slaves? That's right, the short ones. The short ones. The short ones with the pointed ears that he enslaves with his magical Santa powers. I want all of you to search for the room. Let's roll mirth. Mm. Either way, get ready to take someone's character sheet. I got four out of five. Four out of four. (laughs) You you all search the room for something that resembles the short ones from that book. There's only one toy that looks similar. And you can't quite reach it because it's on a top shelf. That elf is on a shelf! (laughs) God damn it. Damn, both of you. Um, Was this was this your plan all along? This this game is just an elaborate setup for an elf on the shelf joke. You must be so proud right now, James. I love her. <laughs> I want to like kind of. Thank boom- God it's not mench on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> I want to boomerang my switch to like knock it off of the shelf. Okay, uh, give me an assail. Uh, three out of six. Okay, the <laughs> the elf now knows that you see it. Okay. <laughs> and Santa bellows, ho, 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 and begins to advance on all of you and uh, raises his uh, poking stick as high as possible and begins to swing. Miss Annis ducks to the side <laughs> and th- throws the birch switch directly at the elf on the shelf and knocks it down. Into the fire with it! Burn it! Burn the slave! But the problem is, Santa is between you and the elf on the shelf. Or the elf formerly on the shelf. I think I was the one already positioning myself between originally between mm-hmm. Grunther and Santa, so it's going to be on me, I think. Yeah. As I go to engage Santa. Okay. Yeah. Give give me a survive. Same as my assail. Tie. Three. three okay. Three. I think... Santa gets a good whack on you before you can wrap your arms around him. Can I get a good whack on him back? Absolutely. Did Did you want to entrap him or did you just want to attack him? I'm trying to. So when I say like engage him, like I'm trying to keep him focused on me. Gotcha. Because the more he's focusing on me, the less he focuses on my little brother. I think that he gets a good swing in, but you put an arm up and when it collides with your arm, you also catch it and hold it. Okay. While he's doing that, I'm running to the 
the milk and cookies. And I start throwing cookies in the direction of his mouth to try to like get them <laughs> yes. into his give, mouth. Give me give me a mirth roll. Like, <laughs> like Popeye with spinach. <laughs> yeah, four out of five. <laughs> you <laughs> You you get a cookie directly into his maw as he's like bellowing and he just kind of like <clears throat> and like starts to chew and he's like Oh, and he, he just kind of breaks his concentration. Uh, can I wrench with that broken concentration? Can I wrench that fire poker away? You can try, but Santa's grip is That'll iron be on my next right roll, now. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like Grunther to start wrestling with the elf formerly on the shelf. <laughs> okay, Very nice. I'm gonna roll a sail. Uh, that's a one. My assail is a four. So I think I'm engaged in a heated combat. You with are this. in a heated combat. Is it with... fighting me back? It is now. <laughs> uh, it was try. It was still trying to bluff when it was up on the shelf. But and and when it hit the floor, he was fingers still crossed that you just assume it was a toy. But was that the elf trying to belf that it was on the shelf? <laughs> God damn it! Absolutely. Uh, as soon as you approached, it realized that you were no longer fooled. And it stood up and said, Ah! How dare you! Yes. You will know war, tiny man! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gunther! Yes! Finally you learn! And the, we, the avarice comes for you! We, we grapple hand to hand and, and push each other, and I, I think that we uh, <laughs> stumble a bit and... But, but I think we're, we're just like crashing into stuff around. Yeah, this, absolutely. Like, we're place. breaking everything. So I imagine like, you're all having like a they live moment. I have suckled at the teat of the wolf mother. <laughs> Her blood is my blood. Miss Ennis has never been prouder. <laughs> <laughs> she she's, sheds a single tear. Tru <laughs> truly one of your children. <laughs> um, and I, I think throughout this struggle, you you finally negotiate the elf in a direction where he trips and he's forced to his knees and you you pull an arm around his neck mm. and what do you tell him? Whisper Boy. it sweetly in his ear. What do I tell this elf? Release your prisoner! You fools! This man has been to torture his employer my entire existence and I'm getting my revenge! I hate Christmas! I hate watching these children and all of the shit they do <laughs> they're all horrible and they deserve nothing and he finally found this planet after years of chasing your stupid pods and he wanted to, to deliver cheer and put me on a shelf again but I wouldn't have it I won't do it again I will not have any friend of Tom Hanks under your sway tiny man Release him or the fire is your destiny. I'll never release him. He is my slave now. I will not be his again. Then the flames will have you. <laughs> uh, yeah. You just, do you just fling him in? You just grab him by his tiny elf head fire, and yeah. just toss him right in. And you hear, as he fades away in the fire. Uh, Miss Annis will like retrieve her switch and like put a single hand on uh, Gunther's shoulder. <sighs> yes. What happens to Santa when he's in the fire? 
Santa's eyes dim and he falls to his knees. I think we both probably no. We would could, we could both catch him. Okay, because well, we're no, like I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit at a distance. You're like more well, I feel like that was ha- that happened over like a course of a yeah that happened gradually. That was yeah, not yeah. like a quick like whoops he's in an arm lock whoops he's in the fire. I've got the glass of milk in my hand. What <laughs> milk in one hand and an arm in the other? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you you do you help him back to his chair? Well, as he collapses, I I slowly pour the milk in his mouth. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I help him back to his chair, but I'm also levying the fire poker at him. Okay. Because I don't know that. Okay. I don't know his deal. Okay. So Santa kind of flops in the direction of his chair and like half makes it in. And you can see him kind of roll a little bit and then put a hand to his head. And oh, 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 what was that? Here, drink this. I think it helps you. Oh, thank you, young he takes the glass with your help and and drinks it. And Are you uh, still a threat, Santa? A threat? Goodness, no. I don't know what you mean. I feel as if I've been asleep forever. Yes, and you've woken in our home. Now do you pledge to serve the wolf star? <laughs> the wolf? What? You know what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm in my workshop, but how did I get here? I think it was like a spaceship sort of thing. I, I don't know. You came over to deliver presents to our children, and your elves revolted against you. You oh. did not rule them with oh, an iron dear. will. You uh, brought this out here, and uh, it's kind of fucking things up for us. Oh, my. Santa stands and uh, opens a curtain on a window and looks out. And the uh, the snow is slowing, and he puts a hand to his temple again and says, "Oh my, this is this isn't what should have happened. This is so strange." And the snow stops. Santa turns around and says, "I don't know what happened here, but I'm so sorry if I've troubled you." I mean, I think it might be the little man that was on the shelf. His body burns. And the, you will pay us with service. The elf on the... Sh- the elf on the shelf. The, the little man on the shelf, yeah. That piece of They're shit. They're called elves? That creepy-looking elf. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. He finally lost it all. That he, saddens me. He I, said you enslaved him. Have you come to enslave us? No, no, I bring Marth. I simply... They, they work for me, and I pay them fairly. Uh, Grunther, what does that word he, mean? Uh, the pay? No, don't worry about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mirth. Ne- never heard of it. It might have something to do with the Christmas spirit. Chris? What is this spirit? It's another spirit uh, or power source trusted by Tom Hanks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well... If you allow me, I'd like I'd like to undo the damage that's been done. Please go go back to your village and and I will clean all of this up and I'll bring you what you deserve. This will do for now. <laughs> Wait, Miss Miss Annis, is this a promise of one of those war packages you warned us about? We saved him from captivity, and now he serves us. Oh, okay. 
So uh, I think what happens is uh, Grunther dashes outside and excitedly uncaps one of the ends of his smoking pipe to let free the victory smoke, (laughs) to hail to the village that the battle has been won. I love how they're such a warlike people, yet there there's no one to fight here. <laughs> Just they're each the other. Only people. Uh, Maybe okay. there's some sort of war gauntlet to decide who gets to be sacrificed to the cactus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone gathers their themselves together, gets back in the sled, and heads back toward the village. And uh, the closer you get to home the less snow you run into. The suns are high in the sky, and the snow is slowly melting and offering a richness to the soil that wasn't there before. There's an immense amount of water that has fallen, and the slow melt has given the soil an opportunity to absorb water more effectively than any of the monsoons you've experienced before. Mm-hmm. A slow drowning. Slow drowning. The thick, slow drowning. You get settled into town, and as everyone calms down and puts away their tools of war and removes their battle cloaks and settles in for another calm, for another evening on their desert planet that they know so well, they he- begin to hear bells in the distance. And the once fallen fallen sleigh is in the sky again, closer this time. And the animals you saw, or the, the wooden beings previously seen collapsed, are alive and moving and carrying that sleigh forward. And from that sleigh, multiple packages on parachutes drop from the sky across your village and as it passes over and past the village you hear ho 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 see you next year the i think the packages like slowly drift down into our hands we got to know what we got from santa you tell me i think there's some large packages that contain a, a water purifier and like things from Ooh. the old world and things that will help your civilization continue to thrive. A mm. box of LaCroix. Yes. <laughs> A box of, of spicy LaCroix. Water. Some spicy water. I think the package falls into Grunther's hands. Um, Grunther opens it up and it is a train, like a how to train a dog book uh-huh. written by Caesar Millot. Um <laughs> By the dog whisperer, and and he he flips through it excitedly about what he might be able to apply to his dog Amander. What did you name your puppy, by the way? I think he named his puppy. Or did he have a name before? No. And now you're going to name. No. Okay. Now now he understands that you name animals. Oh. Because okay. <laughs> I didn't set that example for no you. No one set that example for us. <laughs> That's just not a thing that happened before. Then what's his name? Uh his his name is gonna be Snow. Snow, yeah. Snow. <laughs> yeah. And he he goes it's very cute. He goes and he throws his arms around Snow, um, and you know gets 
gets some dog slime on him, and he's just so very happy. Uh, I think Hollyhock receives uh, a tasteful candle-making set Hmm. from a place called uh, Potre Barn. Hmm. Uh, And she doesn't quite know what to do with it, but she knows that her her future offerings to her fallen family will be more beautiful than they were before and smell slightly of pine. Good mm. that she got the tasteful candle-making set instead of the erotic candle-making set. Yes, yes. Uh, Santa, Santa Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. <laughs> what do you get the woman who has everything? Yeah. Uh, who owns her own cult society? I guess a flamethrower? Ooh, okay. All right. Great. We just see her cackling on top of a hill, just spraying fire in the air. Classes in session! The the package that falls into Wunther's hands is initially kind of lost on him. uh, Because it is in a sealed, it's in a package that's then in a sealed container in a form of media he doesn't recognize. Um, He's going to have to take it uh, to. Miss Annis to explain what it is because it's clearly a multi-part CD case. Um, <laughs> and it is an audiobook How to Communicate the Ultimate Guide to Improving Your Personal Professional Relationships. Third edition. Uh, so he's going to need some coaching on how to use this, what a CD is, and why this is going to be beneficial for him in the long term. <laughs> I think there's probably like some old tech on the ship mm-hmm. that could probably play a CD that she'll tell you. But she's like, after you listen to all of them, make sure you burn all the CDs. Because once you have knowledge, destroy that knowledge. And then you're the only person that has it. And that's the <laughs> true source of power. And that's why Miss <laughs> Annis rules us all. Mm-hmm. And that's the meaning of Christmas, I <laughs> think. That's the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays! <laughs> Yay! Oh, thank Yay. you for running that, hun. <laughs> thank you. Uh, that, was awesome. that was great. Thanks. Well, heroes, that's it for one shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with Kagematsu. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to the James Mendez Hodes episode of Backstory, where he and Alex talk about our Kagematsu experience, because we are going to be examining this upcoming series with a critical lens. While you're waiting for that, you might want to check out some of the other great shows that we have on the OneShot Network. Like Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring long-form role-playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folk tales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master, James D'Amato, as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Also, be sure to check out the OneShot Twitch stream over at twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG. And as always, we end OneShot with a call to action. Once again, I'd urge heroes to address the government shutdown for this extremely bad border wall idea. Civil servants are not being paid while our chief executive has a temper tantrum. And right now, members of his party are either supporting his bad idea vocally or with their silence. One of the ways that we can end this terrible situation is by calling our representatives and voicing opposition to a border wall while denouncing the shutdown of vital services for political reasons. Now, when I call my representatives, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five 
calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for issues like this one, along with contact information for your representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to make sure you get your message across. Calling takes just a few minutes, and it can make a huge difference on issues like this one. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.